You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, last Sunday we had a wonderful time. Our dad, Dr. Connors, was here. And um, like always, you know, he brings a lot of things that you keep meditating upon and meditating upon. And on Wednesday we're reminded that we are learning these things not to continue to learn, but to come into maturity, to begin to be doers. Praise the Lord. And then we are today going to just take a bit, you know, move forward from something that struck me um, last Sunday. And it is when dad, you know, took time to um, make us understand how much order, how much precision is in the physical world. Okay, we're told like um, that our bodies, just as we're seated here, that there are over a billion things going on in our bodies. Our pH level, you know, is between seven point and something, if it moves beyond that. And all of that information is contained in our DNA. And they say that if they were to unroll our DNA, you know, in form of paper, it will be a paper long enough to go from here, did they say, to the sun and back. Okay, and every information concerning your life is put there. Praise the Lord. And, and it's not haphazard. It can be traced to your forefathers, to your great-grandfathers. You know, God is a God of precision. Praise the Lord. God is a God of order. And in his physical world, he has made it so. And, you know, contrary to what people think, or rather what even the, the, the scientists themselves think, Science is not against God. Science is subject to God. The reason there can be science is because God created the physical world in order. So science is simply a study of God's physical world. Okay, so when they study, they say, okay, this is how he made things to work. And then when they learn how things were made to work by God, they can now, by following those principles begin to make things, you know, that will take it to another level, okay? So, it's science does not in any way, in any way, you know, contradict or stand in the face of God. No, science first submits. For anybody to be or call himself a scientist, he must first take what was created, study it, submit to it. So, science is observation, experiment. Observation of what? What God created. Experiment of what? Experiment of the way things function. And then they document it. 
then any invention takes those things and builds upon it. Praise the Lord. So for the plane to fly, you have to respect the law of gravity. You have to respect the law of, uh, what's the other one? All the other laws and then put it together for the ship to be on you know on the seas they take all those things so that is simply what it is it's not against even in the body medical science they take and study and then when they study they can bring things you know in order to make life better with the same brain that god gave us praise the lord can we just appreciate the lord he's a mighty god so so don't bother to defend your god you know against scientists no they are they are learning they have agreed they are obedient to the physical laws nobody who is not obedient to the physical law can be a scientist and the bible says by faith we understand that the worlds were what framed by the word of god so first of all they say yes okay there is a word they might deny him but they are not denying his creation praise the lord and we pray that their eyes will be opened in the name of jesus Having said that, we also must now recognize that the God who put so much order in the physical world also must be a God of order. Praise the Lord. So in the spiritual world also there is order. And this morning I want us to meditate on a few scriptures and um, some things that I trust the Holy Spirit to communicate appropriately to each and every one of us at our levels because I can't really say I've fully grasped it, but it's been strong on my mind, and uh, I, I, I sense that is what God wants us to show. In John chapter 5, in John chapter 5, verse 37 to 42, yes, 37 to 42, we can take that as we begin to go in. It says, And the Father himself, our Lord Jesus speaking here, who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you, because whom he sent, him you did not believe, or him you do not believe. Then 39, in particular, says, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. Verse 40 says what? It says, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Let's read 39 again. It says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. You see, I, 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 I've, I've had the scripture and meditated upon it for a long time. How, how could it be that I will search the scriptures, thinking, looking for eternal life in the scriptures, praise the Lord, and then I don't get eternal life? What am I getting? Praise the Lord. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ is saying here. He says, he was speaking to the, uh, uh, the leaders of the Jews, the Pharisees and the rest of them. He says, you search the scriptures. You search. Can you give us any other translation? Maybe, you know, in my seats in a simpler way. So we see. This one says, message says, you have your heads in your Bibles constantly. Because you think you'll find eternal life there. But you miss the forest for the trees. 
Say, these scriptures are all about me. Praise the Lord. I use that as a background to, to want to speak to us briefly as an you know, introduction on principles, power, and person. The principles, the power, and the person. Praise the Lord. The principles, the power, and the person. Let me hear you say the principles, the power, and the person. Praise God. From what our Lord Jesus Christ said here, it is most, you know, likely that what he was saying to these people is that you search the scriptures for laws, for the laws of God. And the laws I'm talking about now are not so, so much the commandments, but the principles of spiritual things, the way things work, which is why we started talking about the scientists. So the scientists would go into the forest and study a bee. Do you know that most of, um, most, most of the advancement in military technology, you know where it's coming from? It's from the study of animals. Night vision. Night vision is from study of animals. Most of the advancement. So when you see a person go into the forest and spend 15 years, 18 years studying sesame fly. Do you understand? What they're doing is that they want to see how God put that thing to survive. Okay? Even the birds. Even uh, someone said, I don't know how correct is that. But he said man learned most of what we do from observing animals. He said construction. They, they, they say that there is no architect or there are no architects as good as the birds. They build, you know, like no, no man can build. Okay? So you find that the world physically studies God's physical world not to worship him. I mean, we that know him study and then we go, oh, God is awesome, isn't it? But when men do that, they do that and they create their own thing and they put, you know, their label and be their chest. The same way now, unfortunately, Jesus is saying concerning these Jews, he said, you search the scriptures and you take principles, you take laws, you take ways of doing things there. But you don't go beyond the principles to the person. You refuse to come to the person. Praise the Lord. Then there is the power, which we are going to talk about also. The power takes it to another level. And I, I want us to look at this scripture when we want to talk about the power. Is where our Lord Jesus Christ was speaking in Matthew 7. Matthew 7, please, you can open it, put it on the screen for us. 21 to 23. In Matthew 7, our Lord Jesus was responding to people at the last, on the last day. Okay? And these people had come to him and they said to him, Matthew 7, yes, okay, okay, let, let's read the scripture first. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. 22. He says, many, not few, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, are we? Yeah. He said, have we not what? Prophesied in your name. Have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not what? Done many what? I can't hear you. Uh -huh. You came to church. Thank you very much. Have we not done many wonders what? In your name. Now, now, look at this. No, don't, 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 don't move too fast. 22. It says many will say in that day, this day is not today, it's after. 
You understand what I'm saying? So, in that day, they're going to come and say, Lord, Lord, look at us. I mean, we walked in your power. Who wouldn't want to do this? Who would want to prophesy in his name? I want to prophesy in his name. Who would want to cast out demons in his name? We want to do that. Who would want to do many wonders? We want to do, we want to walk in power. That's what many of us are seeking. But look at 23. 23 says, the master will say, and then I'll declare to them, I never what? Knew you. He said, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. He didn't say you are lying, you did not cast out devils or demons. He didn't say you're lying, you did not prophesy. In fact, he didn't say you prophesy, your prophecies were inaccurate. That, he didn't say that. He didn't say you didn't do any wonders. So he acknowledged that these people operated in power. But there was something he said. He said, I never had what? Intercourse with you. I never, and when he says, I never knew you, because God is omniscient and God is who he is, it's not necessarily saying he didn't know them. He was saying they didn't what? Know him. Why am I saying that? Because John 17, John chapter 17, verse 2 and 3. Please, you can put that on the screen. It says, you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have what? Given him. And what is eternal life? Let's read this together, everybody. And this is eternal life. What? That they may know you. Let's stop there. This is eternal life. What? That they may. So eternal life doesn't start when I die. Eternal life starts when what? I know him. So that my journey, whether I'm on this side or I have died, I already have eternal life and says this is it that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have what sent so can you see why Jesus would say to them you practice lawlessness you operated in illegality hallelujah you did what you did but you didn't do it by me you didn't do it for me you didn't do it in me and unfortunately we see that those set of people would miss the kingdom you will never miss the kingdom in the name of Jesus. So we are talking about the principles, the power and the person. From the few scriptures we've looked at now, we can see that you can walk in the principles. You can make use of it. I give you a very simple illustration. Very simple illustration. Very common also. Have faith. We mentioned that in passing at the throne room. Have faith. You know, we imagine that the word faith immediately implies um, immediately carries a moral authority but how many of us remember um, when, when we were much younger I mean in the 70s and 80s there's what they used to call talisman I think some Malans used to bring it down to the east to sell Okay, and with that talisman if you, if you were shy if you wanted to talk to a lady no matter how fine the lady was if the malam sells it to you, <laughs> I'm looking to identify somebody who used it. I don't think any of you used it. Uh, uh, hallelujah. <laughs> but when such a person with the talisman went to the lady, whoever it was, you'll find out that the lady will agree for this, you know, person. In spite of the, you know, 
this connection and you know difference of levels. I don't know. I tell you this story. When uh, <laughs> we had a neighbor, okay, uh, we had our neighbors. I've told you about these neighbors several times. That's the one that fed their children without pepper, so that they won't be able to eat outside. So these people, they had about I think seven beautiful ladies. You know, they had uh, there were about eleven in the family. About seven beautiful ladies, and we had one, one, one. Uh, Wonderful houseboy from Calabar. I don't know whether it was Talisman he took. <laughs> I went and wrote this lady a love letter, this girl, and said that, you know, I can't remember the things he wrote, but he made moves for her. Who knows what they gave him? But how we got to know the story was that she brought out the letters he had been writing. You know, I showed to her, I said, please beg this boy, let him stop disturbing His Talisman didn't work. <laughs> You see, <laughs> hallelujah. You, you, know, you know, the person that has that thing moves. And what he was afraid of doing before, all of a sudden, because they told him, just hold it. When he goes, what happens? He's able to make progress. You know why? Because faith is not reserved for spiritual people. Faith, confidence is a law, is a law. If you and I are going to fight and you have confidence in the stick you are holding and I don't have confidence in the iron I'm holding, your stick will be stronger than my iron. You know why? Because I won't even have the heart to use it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's just a principle that is there. And that's why if you were watching the Olympics now, Every team, every serious team there, they have somebody that is not teaching them press up. He's not teaching them how to run fast. It's called the team psychologist. What is he doing? He's just trying to tell them, believe you can do it. They're not believing in Jesus. They're believing they can do it. Now, we have also brought the same thing into church where people just believe they can do it. And it works to an extent. Why? Because it's a spiritual what? Principle. It's a spiritual principle. In fact, the Bible says, we can look at that, I call it, um, I think we looked at it here before. The principles of warfare, Deuteronomy 20 verse 1 and 2, we can, the whole, you, when you go home, you can read one down. It says, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, what did he say? He said, do not be afraid of them. You know why? Because spiritually, fear will kill you. It doesn't matter who you're afraid of. Many of us imagine that everything that crawls on the ground and that has, you know, sometimes flies can kill us. How many, have you seen people injure themselves, get wounded because of a cockroach? Eh? Because you are afraid of it. Anything you are afraid of can harm you. As simple as that. So when the Bible says, when you see chariots, and see armies more numerous. Say, do not be afraid of them. You know what? No matter what God does for you, if you are afraid, you will lose. It's a principle. Praise the Lord. It's a principle. It's there for everybody to use. And that is why you see the people on the other side are Muslim brothers. Once they begin to shout, that they think that they shout, they lose every sense of fear. They are not strong. There is just that when that thing comes up, you know, it just emboldens them. 
And if you don't know your God, okay? So, let let me put together the illustration I'm saying so it doesn't confuse anybody. So, what we're saying is that this principle works that faith challenges faith. Praise the Lord. Not just strength. Are you with me? Strength to strength, yes, at the base physical level. But at the other level is faith to faith. So, if you have to contend... Okay, some of us are in offices now where somebody has told you that do you know who I am? I am from Apugo in Enugu State. And in our land, uh, chicken, they say chicken, there. I will show you. You see, you now that you are from uh, Lagos, you're from the city, you're not from the village, okay? You don't have understanding of those things. Now, when you come to the office, you're shaking, you're afraid. You know why? Because someone has strengthened you with some supernatural force. Are you following me? But if when the person says that, you tell him that the chicken that is tie wrapper in your village, my God created it. And that God is behind me. And if God be for me, no chicken, no cow, no cattle, nothing, even if your chief comes here. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, when David was going to fight against Goliath, as strong as Goliath was, look at the sizes involved in that battle. You will think that Goliath will be talking about David's height and David's biceps and David's weapon. Goliath made mention of them in passing. He said, are you coming against me with a stick? And then Goliath started cursing David by his gods. He was saying, this is the confidence I have. My God will defeat you. I mean, look at a big man like that. Why will you be cursing a small boy? Why? Because there is a principle that what is behind you is more important than what you are in front of. It is who is backing you. So we lose many battles. Just like, I mean, even, even for us that are Christians, you go to bid for a job. Okay? You go to bid for a job. You're wearing suit and tie. Once you get there and see one person, you know, with barbariga like this, and say, uh, I, lie, 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 what, what are those things they agree? Assalamu alaikum. Your, your heart immediately skips. Because these people, they have that. that you, you just credit them. And you miss out. Why? Because you become fearful. It's a principle. May somebody receive confidence in his God today in the name of Jesus. It's a spiritual principle. Another one is Proverbs 14, 23. Say, in every labor, there's profit. In every labor. That's what the Bible says. In every what? Or in all labor, there's profit. But I don't chatter. So, This also brings another dimension to it. So as spiritual people, no matter how we pray, no matter what we do in the spirit, there is some activity, there is some investment. The Bible says, while the earth remains, what? Seed time and what? Harvest time. So no matter how long you spend in prayer, maybe you're believing the Lord for the fruit of the womb. No matter how long you spend in in prayer or they spend in prayer for you, if Hannah did not go home and say to Elkanah the husband, oh boy, how are you feeling today? Eh? All the prophecy, all the prayer she prayed, will, he, will anything happen to it? No. In all labor, there is what? Profit. So you want to prosper. I want to ask you this morning before I move on. Which labor are you laboring for your prosperity? God will bless What? The imagination of your hands. Now, all that dream, 
all that thing you're picturing, you must what? Put hands and feet to it. It's a principle. It's a principle. That is why we will be here as the people, the custodians of the truth, and Jehovah's Witness will be having converts. You know why? If you were Jehovah's Witness, as you are now, in the six months alone of you being born again, you would have knocked on maybe 1,000 doors. But many of us, they have never knocked on a door. And they're knocking on a door to preach something that even Ewun or Koko in Ibu knows that is not true. But they're so diligent with it that the profit that is promised all labor must come to them. Principles. Praise the Lord somebody. Principles. They, they just operate there. They just operate. Just the same way gravity works. You know, if you just put it in place, it works. You put it in place, it works. So, so, so the, the Jews studied the scriptures. They understood, this, they understood fasting. It, it was to the extent that at the time, at the time, the, the Lord had to ask them, this your fasting, your fasting. I mean, just to help us. Because our Lord Jesus Christ said, when you fast, okay, he said, you should what? Not keep a sad countenance that the whole world will know that you're fasting. He said, if you do that, what will happen? You have already received your reward. So then, it means if you fast well, what is there? There is a reward for denying the flesh. When you pray, there's a reward. But it, it, it gets to the point where something happens. Come with me to Zechariah 7. I just want to separate, show us how the principles can stand alone. In Zechariah chapter 7, I don't want to read from verse 1. I'll read from verse 4. But what happened here was that the people made inquiries to the priest. And the Lord answered and, and gave the message to, to Zechariah to give them. He said, then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me saying, Say to all the people of the land and to the priest, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, during those 70 years, he said, did you really fast for me? For me? Are you getting it now? What is the Lord saying here? You were carrying out a spiritual exercise, but he said it wasn't for me. Principles. Were there results? They must have had some results. You carried it out. I'm not denying you didn't fast. The same way we can, you know, extrapolate this principle that you can pray and it won't be for him. You can give and it won't be for him. You can do all of that and it won't be for him. But because there are established principles, there will be benefits. That's why you find in places where so-called prosperity preachers are somehow People prosper there. You know why? If you give, what will happen? You receive. If you give, you receive. Now, how they receive, I'm not in the capacity to analyze it. Because one of the first news I heard, you know, about Pentecostal churches then, was how a man who was working in Sheraton stole millions. How many of us heard that news then? Stole millions, you know, to give to his church. Now, because, you see, if he's in the church and today, Adamusha's testimony, I gave 50,000 and I, I, I got 500,000. The other person comes and shares. You know, uh, Ngozi comes and shares. I, I gave 5,000, I got 75,000. Uh-uh. Why would to keep Taiwo? Eh? 
from bringing. But if he doesn't have, what does he do? He finds it by every means possible. Why? Because the principle is working. That's what happens when we push principle. We push the principle out. And it's all about what works. So people will tell you today, in Christianity, you tell them about something. They say it works. That's the argument. He says it works. It works truly as the principle. But Jesus said to the Jews, he said you search the scriptures. You're looking for solutions, but you're not coming to me. If they were not finding something, they would have stopped searching. But they were finding something, but they were missing him. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, 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 so you, you follow the, the principles. You will get results. I give us another one that, you know, just taking it a bit further and deeper. Second Kings chapter 3. For Bible scholars, this one passage, one particular part of scripture they may have, you know, just made you ponder a bit. Second Kings 3 verse 26 and 27. There was a war, the children of Israel against uh, Moabites. And in this war, the children of Israel were so wiping out the Moabites. And that was what God wanted. Okay, But along the line, verse 26 says, And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took with him 700 men, these were his elite team, who drew swords, to break through to the king of Edom. And the Bible says what? But they could not. So physically, all hope was lost. There was no other way. Now look at 27. Let's read it together. Then he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And immediately what? There was great indignation against Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their land. Now pause here. I don't know how many of us have seen and meditated on this scripture before. What, what is going on here? I don't understand. He took 700 men to make a way of escape and it didn't work. Then he turns back, takes the most precious thing to him, his son, the heir to the throne, and sacrifices him on the wall. Thank God the Bible didn't tell us to who. It's not to God. God doesn't accept. But it's a principle, sacrifice. Let me say sacrifice. Help me ask your neighbor, since you got born again, have you made any sacrifice? Have you made any sacrificial move? Let's not even talk about the details. Do you understand? Has your faith cost you something? Are you getting what I'm saying? This man, there was no way for him. He took his son. I'm not saying go and kill your son. God will reject that. God will punish you for You won't even do that by the mercy of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay? You won't do that. Okay? But he was in such desperate strait that he said, this one didn't work. My, and, and, and sorry, give us 26 again, please. When he took his 700 men, he was not taking them to fight against Israel. He was taking them to escape. He had been surrounded. There was no way out. So that's what he said. To break through to the king of Edom. To escape. So there was no way. What faced him was complete annihilation. And then he thought to himself. There is something that when all fails. This one works. He took his eldest son. 
and now offered him. And then immediately, the Bible says there was great indignation against Israel. Tell me, what do you think happened? Is the spiritual principle. This is why in our country today, people are burying cows. People are giving up their children for political posts. You know, wives, husbands, different things. These things, whether we like it or not, is in the world. Are you getting me? It's there. It's there. Now, God may not be happy with it. The same way God is not happy with all the things that are doing with science. But it is in his word. A time will come when he will judge it. However, principles match principles. So, if your competitor is sacrificing things like this to beat you in business, to beat you in politics, to beat you in whatever area that he's competing with you. The issue should be, what are you yourself what? Sacrificing. Now, to let, not to let anybody here live in any doubt. The Christian has one sacrifice. An eternal sacrifice. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, went to the cross, bled and died on your behalf. So you and I have for ourselves what? Not sacrifice of rams, not of bulls, not of our cousin, not of our sons, not of our husbands, not of our wife. We have the sacrifice of the Son of God on our behalf. So when they make and lift up their sacrifice, you also must have the presence of mind. If you understand what it's about To say you are not coming without sacrifice When we plead the blood We are saying that blood Is what I bring in this table Is somebody getting what I'm saying And if you do it with the revelation Then no other one can stand We're here when Pastor Andy told us That the, the, his uncles in the village That they took his name somewhere Okay the uncles were native doctors But his own power Had passed his own, their own so they went to a superior one. And that one warned them. Say, don't bring this type of person's name here. You want to spoil my business. Do you understand? You see, in the spiritual world, there are levels of sacrifice. But you see, you can't plead the blood if you are not submitted to the person. That's where the danger is. Remember, we're learning what? The principle, the power, and the person. In fact, you won't even have confidence. Where we started from, the basis of it. You won't have confidence. You know what it takes for somebody to say, I will deal with you, and you start laughing. What does it take? The Bible says the righteous is what? As bold. They, they don't borrow it. All. I'm not talking of the Ojo Eleba bouncing. Somebody said, with all the fights that conductors fight in Lagos, we should, they should be winning you know, gold for us in the Olympics. Do you know the number of fights that go on in Lagos? Every Ojoeleba, K2, Mile 2, Mile 12, my 1, Mushin, you know. The fight is happening. You see some one teeth is here, the other teeth is here. Why are they not going? Tope, please, arrange your brothers now. Ah. Do you understand? <laughs> so, confidence. Praise the Lord. They don't act confident, so they don't act it. He said the righteous is what? 
as bold. You know, so, someone says, I will show you. I'll go to my village for you. You say, do you need transport money? It means you know eh, that the king over all kings, the head over all principalities, is not in your village. He's in your heart. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? This, this, we're, we're moving from principle to person. I'm connecting it now just so that nobody leaves here confused. People bury, people sacrifice, people do all kinds of things. I, I haven't read the details, but, but I've, seen, I've seen that there are, some, there are some ladies now who are selling to other ladies what they used to catch men. How many of us have seen it? And it has categories depending on who you want to catch. So you go, they give you. <laughs> For those men that are not wise, the thing will catch you. You know why? He that breaks the hedge, what will happen? Serpent must bite. This thing, Pasikin, I teach it won't work for you in that one. Because once you break the hedge, the serpent will bite. But say that you're going on your own and somebody is blowing powder and all of that. No, the powder will come back to the person and cause catar for him, for her. It won't work. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, so these are some principles. Are we getting what I'm saying? So sacrifice is powerful. It's powerful. Anywhere you make it, anywhere it's offered. We take from there and we go to power. Power is what nullifies principles. So gravity is a principle, okay? So the law of gravity says... If I leave this um, handkerchief like this without any effort, what will happen? It will drop. That's the principle. Power now says, this handkerchief, if I leave it, it will drop. But if I exert force in the opposite direction of gravity, will it fall? It will go up until that my power has expired. Power is what takes principle and keeps it on the side. That's where we are in Nigeria. You know, you, know, you know, ordinarily now, some of you here with your first class brains, you should be ministers of the Federal Republic, isn't it? Some of you should be, should be governors of your state. But you see, corrupt power will not allow you. In fact, the reason they won't give you position is that you're too smart. I get what I'm saying. Power nullifies principle. Power brings about result by force. Power overthrows what should be and brings what it wants to be. Praise the Lord. In First Kings 18, 22 to 25 in brief, we, we have an account there of the challenge that Elijah threw to the prophets of Baal. I, I want us to pick something quickly from that encounter. When Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, this is our contest. We are going to take bulls and slaughter it and cut it in pieces and set it before our gods. You said before your God, I said before my God. And the God that answers by fire, what will happen? Let him be God. If the prophets of Baal had not the experience of their own God answering by fire before then, they would not enter into that contest. There is nobody in this Olympics that is doing high jump, that is doing swimming, Anything they're doing in that Olympics, they had done it 100 times before they came. It is practice that makes them expect to win. 
Are you with me? Okay, I forgot to mention that in principles. I may still touch it. So when Elijah threw the challenge, these people knew that they had been calling down fire. So they agreed. When that day came, unknown to them, power passes power. Are you following me? So when they drew on their own power, it didn't work. They went from calling to shouting. They went from shouting to, you know, slicing their skin and shedding blood. At the end of the day, what had happened was that another power had said, I take over. That's what happens when there is a mutiny or there is a coup. All the established institutions are what? They are suspended. What happened there was that the power of the most high God had come into place to show to the people who really was God. I pray that on your behalf, God will show up in the name of Jesus. And when that happened, all of a sudden, the prophets of Baal became neutralized. They were not neutralized before. They were not neutralized. Just like Simon the sorcerer that we looked at before. He was in Samaria. You know, and the people said, this man is the wonder of God. But when, 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 when the evangelists came and preached a simple gospel, they realized that, ah, no, the one with this one is better. Even Simon himself became an apprentice. So power nullifies principle, but power does what? Passes power. So in Luke chapter 10, verse 19 and 20, let's look at that. So we're just trying to put in a principle and God will help us to tie this together for today. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. It says, Behold, I give you what? The authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. 20. It said, nevertheless, okay, this is taking us to the other one, but let's still read it for now. It said, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice what? Because your names are written in heaven. This is the other side of it, but let's stop at 19 for now. It says, I give you authority. Like that made me, you know, taught us on, on, on Sunday, I think, or before now. It said, notice, they didn't give us power. They gave us authority. Now, what authority does is that authority gives you the privilege or the right to make use of power. Are you with me? So, when I confront the forces of darkness, they come in their power and I come in the name of the Lord. That's why the Bible can say concerning us, not by power, nor by might, but by what? That's why we can look at ourselves and we see nothing in ourselves. But when we stand in the name of the Lord, no foe can stand against us. Why? Because we stand in what? Authority. We stand in authority. Authority means there is the power giving you the right to call him in any situation. So here Jesus said to them, I give you authority. The enemy, every power he has when he concerns you is nullified. Praise the Lord somebody. I say when it concerns is what? It's nullified. It's nullified. Why? As we established, power is one Beyond power. However, this power, we can use it and it still won't benefit us. There's a very sad account, Matthew chapter 10. We looked at this recently. Matthew 10 from 1, I think we looked at it from 1 to 8 or so. Where it says freely you've received, freely you shall give. 
In Matthew chapter 10 from verse 1, the Bible says Jesus called his 12 disciples. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, heal all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of diseases. And they went and gave us the names of these 12 disciples. Look at verse 5. For let's see the names here. It said, Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, who also what? Judas Iscariot was amongst the 12. Now look at the next verse 5. 5 says, these 12, I'm trying to establish something here, that Judas operated in power. They put his name there. After they put his name, they say, these 12, Jesus sent out, commanded. And they went out in the world of the Gentiles, and they were healing the sick. They were casting out devils. They were doing all of that. Judas was amongst them. Because that I operate in power does not imply it benefits me. Praise the Lord. That I operate in power does not imply I enter into. And that is what, the, the, uh, what we saw in the second part of uh, Luke, 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 Luke 10, 20. Where it says to them, nevertheless, Luke 10, 20, you cannot put it on the screen for us. Where it says to them, nevertheless, do not rejoice that you are operating in power. He said, but rejoice what? That your names are written, that I know you. We started by him saying to them, depart from me what I never knew. What, what I'm trying to establish for us here today is that these things are all on their own. And when we learn what matters most, we know what to grab and grasp and not let go. And then we know the ones to claim. Like one of the things I want you to know today is that you must, you ought, you should walk in power. In the name of Jesus. Because mo- I believe most of us here already have the person. Now, if you have the person, don't deny the power. Because it will make you more profitable. It will make you more effective. You will bring more glory. There's a song that says that we bow down, casting down our golden crowns. We wa- I want to cast down golden crowns. I want hell to be holding a meeting. And they look at the agenda. Number one on the agenda, he can't no KK. Number two on the agenda, he can't no KK. They say he's spoiling market for us. Is somebody hearing me? Can you say that? Are you afraid? You don't want hell to know you. <laughs> Some people don't want hell to know them. Hey. <laughs> they taught us one class, I think in school of disciples. They say noted in hell. Noted in heaven. I think that has taught us that. Noted in heaven, noted on earth, and noted in hell. You should be noted. Lume, why are you looking at me like that? I should introduce you to hell. Say, that boy is causing commotion. That's, that, that's the only way. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. So, so power can be adulterated. Power can mislead. We obtain power by spiritual connection. So the, 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 power, the power can flow. But the person might not benefit. A very simple, plain illustration of that is native doctors. Why, why are they so poor? Why are they so ragged? You know, I don't know whether it was a pastor Dewey that told us the story. Before he got born again or after he got born again, I don't know. But he said um, he got a job, a promotion in the office that promoted him to become head of department or something in the office. And so he, he went home and his people told him that this office you're going to, they are promoting you to. They don't go there without fortification. 
You know our people from the West, they, they take those things seriously. So they, they told him, you can't, you can't become dean of faculty just like that. So how are you going? They said, I'm going like, I said, no, come, let's take you somewhere. So he said he followed these people. And when they got to the native doctor's place, he saw that the native doctor had a cast on his leg and was moving like this. So as he sat down, <laughs> something said to him, the man you're coming to to protect you could not protect his leg from an accident. <laughs> he said that's how he got up and left and never went to them again. Native doctor with cast on his leg. And they brought you so that he can protect you from enemies seen and unseen. He said, let the man go and protect himself first. Okay? So, 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 <laughs> praise the Lord. So, power can be adulterated, can use it, and it will have no benefit, nothing for you. Nothing for you. Now, these things are there. But we have understood, we looked a few weeks ago, at the gifts of the Spirit. It's given to us freely. It's given to us to walk in. All we need to do is to want to serve, want to bless. Praise the Lord. Are you a believer here? He says you should lay hands on the sick and they recover. Praise the Lord. The power to heal is being given to us through our Lord and Savior Jesus. The power to cast out, the, the power to stop unruly behavior. You should get into some environment. I remember, I, I don't know whether it worked. I didn't stay to check. But how many of you remember those days where you get to some places, you see a crocodile or a snake and somebody's playing with it and all of that and then people are contributing money. So I don't know whether I heard another person's testimony, but I saw one and I bound the spirit of sorcery. Eh? What it meant was that that crocodile eh, or that snake will not obey that man again. And all those people who are there you know, contributing money, being afraid, we know that, mm-mm, don't play with this thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you have the authority to uproot the forces and the rulership of the kingdom of darkness anywhere you find yourself in. Anywhere. 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 You're light. Anywhere you come in, you should what? You should produce light and darkness must what? Depart. It's as simple as that. Don't tolerate darkness. You are superior. You, are, you, are, you have a responsibility to bring his kingdom. When we pray, our Father which are in heaven, what do we say? Hallowed be thy name. What's the next thing? Thy kingdom, what? Come. Who is going to enforce it? You and I are his ambassadors. We draw down, we call down his kingdom. And how do we do that? We do that by our lives, by the principles. Okay, I, I was talking, I, was, I said I was going to mention about the Olympics since the Olympics, you know, is on now. Another principle that is very key is the principle of delayed, I don't know how to put it in the best form, but delayed gratification. Are you hearing me? Let me hear everybody say delayed gratification. You see, if Christians alone understood that, we will walk in so much, you know, effectiveness in our world. But we, unfortunately, we don't. But the physical world shows it to us every day. How many of us are watching the Olympics? Let me tell you. You can recite it. No person who won gold in this Olympics had lived a normal life in the last four years. It is impossible to win gold in any competition in this Olympics. 
If you go where you want to go, eat what you want to eat, sleep when you want to sleep. For every one of them, in fact, the Bible says, it says, these athletes, what do they, it said they discipline their body. They put it under. You cannot want to advance as a Christian without discipline. It's impossible. You can't, you see, every one of them, even you, you imagine, sometimes you might, what does a runner need a coach for? What does a runner need a coach for? What does a dancer need a coach for? But you see, it's a principle. If you don't submit to instruction, if you don't submit to discipline, you have already limited your rising. Delayed gratification. And it's, most of them, you know, they try to be modest. But when, when they're interviewing them, I'm just listening. They say, eh, eh, I thank God. You know, they're, they're, okay, not thank God. I'm so grateful. And, you know, but you listen to most of them. What they're saying is, ah, years of toil, years of labor. Years of denial, years of pain, years of training. That's what has brought this about. Child of God, if you pay the price, you will win the trophy. If you do what? You will win. Listen, we, we, we come and there's liberty in the house of God. Oh yes, but that liberty, the apostle Paul says, you know, he says, I brought forth much yet, not I. But what did he do? He said, I what? labored more. I labored more. I labored more. What is your study of the scripture? What is your prayer? What is your faithfulness? Under what discipline are you submitting your Christianity to? Under what discipline? What are the things, what are the constraints you're putting on yourself so that you can achieve the level that you want to achieve? It just doesn't. I mean, you know, they, they, they bring out uh, uh, Taiwan Wivon, you wear. They bring out uh, uh, Juju Wivon, you wear. They bring out uh, this one, you follow. They bring out this one, you follow. They bring out this one, you watch. Some of us are watching Big Brother. They bring Big Brother, you watch. They bring Small Brother, you watch. They bring Uncle, you watch. They bring uh, Kadesha, you watch. They bring anything, you watch. And then you say, in the name of. They'll be waiting. Who will answer you? You understand? There's no standing. Every one of us here can run. Every one of us here can jump. Most of us, a few of us can swim. Okay? But by the time you want to do synchronized swimming, eh, you know it's not just swimming. Do you understand? These, are, these things are there. You, you can't come here and be a law and authority unto yourself. And then you want to rise. It won't even happen in politics. As loose as they are. It won't happen in politics. It won't happen even in your village meeting. It doesn't happen anywhere. But these are principles. You must submit. The Bible says, go to the ant. Learn from the ant. It labors that he might enjoy. Joseph applied the same principle when he was going to advise Pharaoh. He said, this plenty that is coming, what are we going to do with the plenty? He said, we will not grow fat now. We will maintain. We will set aside. If not, what will happen? They would have starved. It's a principle. You plan for the future. You adjust for the future. You're wise. Why? Because the future is not taken by surprise. I read something, you know, that somebody put on. I think it was um, uh, Pastor Imam Sameka that put it. And he said that pregnancy, you know, if you, if you, in a few cases, you see people, my, my wife is due to go to the hospital now. Please, can you send me money? And the person wrote and said, pregnancy is not an emergency. 
If you don't have money from the day your wife, you did that thing. From the day you did that thing. Eh? Every morning, go and do labor. If it's 2,000 you get, eat only bread and be saving it. The faithful God will see your dedication. Do you understand? The person said house rent comes up once a year. During the year, you buy a shabby. During the year, you buy this one. During the year, you go anywhere you want to go. During the year, this uh, cousin of yours is doing travel. They say, I have to travel. My cousin is married. I have to travel. My brother, sister is married. I have to. You're just blowing up money. Then when rent is due, you put your hand on your Rent is not an emergency. School fees is not an emergency. I'm not saying that there are no challenges. But you see, we can learn to be wise. We can learn. There are principles. When that time comes now, you start shouting, praying in the name. And I say, ah, where have you been? Where have you been? Okay. The, the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. The Lord will help us. So, so we come finally to the person, which, which is what ties it up. Why must we look at the person? Very important that we look at the person. Like we've established, faith is belief in. Faith is devotion to. Faith is, is trust. I just said, said, let me see what the dictionary calls faith. So it said belief in, devotion, trust in somebody or something, especially without logical proof. Okay? Now, we know the Bible says to us, Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things so far and the evidence of things not seen. Okay, and by it the elders obtained a good report. But if you come down to verse 6 of that Hebrews 11, this is what it says. It says, without faith it is impossible to please him, God. Eh? For what? He who comes to God what, must believe that he what, is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now see where we make the mistake. The Christian is not to have faith even so much in his uh, 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 healing or in his uh, in prosperity or no. The Christian is to have faith in the healer. The Christian is to have faith in the provider. Jehovah Jireh. The Christian is to have faith in the defender. Are you with me today? Mark 11, another popular scripture for faith. Mark 11, in particular verse, I think, 22. Jesus said to the disciples, he didn't say to them, have faith. He said to them, have what? Faith in God. It makes a difference. You know why? You know, some, some people leave gray areas. I don't, when I read the Bible, I don't want to leave gray areas. Because if this scripture said, show, show us the second part now, have faith in God. Show us 23 down. He said, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. How many of us have tried this? How many of us? How many of us say that God 100%? No. You know why? Because the scriptures are to be coordinated, they are to be added. It doesn't mean that's not saying what it's saying. But it's not all that there is to it. The apostle Paul begins to say something to us. Apostle Paul, did he have faith or not? Did he have faith? He was a man of faith. He says from uh, Philippians 3, 7. He says, I count all things. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go back to 7. Let's start from 7. 
He said, but what things were gained to me? These are what? Counted loss for Christ. Eight now. He said, yet indeed I count all things lost. For what? The excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the gain of all things. Are you sure? The loss of all things. And count them as what? That I may what? What's he saying here? Paul is saying, I didn't get even the ones I got. I counted them as rubbish. Why? Because all of a sudden, when you have this faith in God, remember Hebrews eleven six 6 says, He that comes to him must believe uh, what he is. When you get this person, we are going to the peanut. When you get it right, God becomes more real to you than any other thing. The, the choir made us sing the song. You're all I need. You're all I want. And you are what? Everything. Now, you know we don't take that seriously. Because many of the things that are bothering you now, is not that God is not near. Am I right? No, it's not that God is not near. Many of the things that are worrying you it's not that God is not talking to you. It's that this thing, this thing, I want this thing. This thing, I need this thing. But you're saying you're all I need. So if it's all I need, why am I not full of him? Because faith must be in God. Until you and I as Christians get into the place where God satisfies us. The way people are looking at me, God will help us. Until we get to the place where we come to him and believe, you know, he's alpha. Let, 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 me, let me put this the way, the way God, Holy Spirit help us. We believe God created the heavens and the earth, right? We believe that before there was an earth, God is. We believe that when earth is all passed away, God remains. We believe that God spoke creation into being. We believe that before I even came on the scene, okay, before 1969 when I was born, God knew me. I believe that when I finish my journey on this side of eternity, God will still know me. Now, in every situation that I am, if I can see that God, do you think I can imagine scarcity? Do you think I can imagine something that is not there? Do you think I can cry because I don't have something between here and now? Do you know that the picture and the revelation of the eternal God being my refuge will give me joy in spite of every situation? So when Jesus said to them, he said, have faith in God. Settle it. And and another place, Paul makes it a bit better for us here. You know, I like the way he put it here. In Galatians 2.20, where he gave us really... You know, a, a revelation of faith. It says, it is no longer, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It said, it is no longer I who live. But what? Christ who lives in me. Stop there. So, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Okay? It says, and the life which I now live in the f- flesh, I live what? By faith in the Son of God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It gets better. It said, what is this faith? That this son of God, what did he do? He said, he loved me. And did what? Now, if Pastor Ikenna gives you, Pastor Nath, you know I love you. If I give myself to you, will my, will my, I'm not wearing wristwatch. Will my tie come along? Are you sure? So if you now have given myself to you, will you be crying that you don't have tie? If I give myself to you, will you be crying that you don't have jacket? Why? Because the Christ that gave himself for you has everything. If I truly receive him, 
then I receive. That's what he's saying here. He says, my faith is in the Son of God. And who is the Son of God? He is the one who loved me. I'm not about to persuade him to love me. He has demonstrated his love towards me. Praise the Lord somebody. And then he has shown it by what? Giving himself. So no devil, I cannot be depressed because something has not shifted from Wema Bank to Zenith Bank. Are we getting it? Now, but this can only happen when you now come in contact with the person. So, because we read the scriptures. Have you ever wondered, you know, please, Holy Spirit, just help us. When you read the Bible, ask questions. Stephen, when he was being stoned, Stephen was a man of faith. He was an anointed man. Why didn't Stephen pray that the stones will have no effect on his body? Or better still, why didn't he pray like Elisha? Lord, strike all these men with blindness. Let me lead them. Let me preach to them and, you know, lay hands on them. for. Why didn't he do that? The Bible said he lifted up his eyes. What did he do? He saw Jesus standing. The moment he saw Jesus, his prayer point was, Lord, please forgive them. I'm coming to be with you. Now, I'm not saying you should be praying to die. But I'm saying that when you see him, nothing else on this earth will move you. The person. And that is what a lot of people miss out in Christianity. So we teach the principles. Every time you come to church, they're teaching you principles. And you go there and you're just in competition with the motivational speakers. You're in competition with the excited Muslims. You know Muslims are doing video. They're doing all kinds of things now. You're just running on the level of principles, which is okay, which has its basis. Which ideally for you as the born again Christian should be your starting level. Are you getting what I'm saying? It should be your base level. Then the power also, the occultic people. I, I was telling somebody, I mean, with, with, with all um, confession, I said somehow, eh, I'm a bit happy for the sake of the deliverance of many that Sunday who is in captivity. I'm going to explain that. Now the can is in captivity, some form of captivity. Now, you know why I'm saying that? Because people have started to attribute supernatural God powers to them. I get what I'm saying. You know, they, they say ESN. You know, they do Odeshi and nothing. Why didn't the Odeshi make Namdi disappear? Listen to me. There is God in heaven. And can I tell you something? His name is Jealous. Anytime a person begins to receive, you know, credit and honor beyond, so that young people are being confused. A lot of intelligent Yorubans are contributing money to Sunday book. A lot of intelligent people are contributing and, and then the, the war people, they tie something red. You know, I, I'm watching that. I say, Lord, save us, save us, deliver us from this phone. You see, they tie all of that and then they go and start shooting. And then they shoot them and they die. People should know that all power belongs to who? God. Let nobody be deceived. Do you understand? But, but those on the side... The Buhari that I'm talking about, the same way, whatever he's relying on, the God that I serve will humble him. In the name of Jesus, soon and very soon, he will learn lessons. And I pray that God's mercy, let his lesson be like Nebuchadnezzar. Let him say, I assure you, there is no God like the God of Pastor Ikenna. The God of the Christians, I assure you. Eh? Do you understand what I'm saying? Our God is God. You know, Mom Chi Sangha says he's on a class 
of his own. So anytime men, anytime people's social groups, tribal groups, start thinking that somebody is their champ, in a way that puts, you know, deity. I mean, look at you, you and I, I, do we follow the news? Do we know how they made us think Sunday was? To the extent that the, the DSS went there and arrested his cat. If they didn't see him now, they would have thought his cat was something else. But at least now we know that the man wants to run away. The point I'm trying to make, people of God, is that the safe place you and I must get to is the place where we know his person. Do you understand? Where we just don't know his person. Paul says, it is no longer I who lives. But what? Christ lives in me. I'm moving, but it's not me. The dimensions of this. Okay, yeah, let, let's get to where we started from. We started from John 5, so I can round it. John 5, 42. John 5, 37 to 42. Where Je- our Lord Jesus Christ said to them, you said the scriptures for in them you think you'll find life. Okay? John 5, 37 down. And he says... But that day we testify of me, 40 says, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. You know why they will search the scriptures and not come to him? You know why? Because what we're saying now, what Paul was saying here is this. Paul made it clear. Paul says, I count all things what? As lost. It's not easy to have this person, believers. It's not easy. You know why? Because when I accept the person of Jesus, I lose my person. John the Baptist said, he must what? Increase. And I must what? Some people don't want to hear that. What most people want is, he should come and help me to what? Increase. That's what most people want. That's what most people think Christianity is about. No, Christianity is about a displacement. Jesus Christ displaces us in our sin. Okay? And becomes our righteousness. Then we take him and displace our life. As long as we're on this side of eternity. We pursue his interest. So the Bible says. As the father has sent me what? So send I. Jesus on earth said. I do nothing what? Of my own. Only what I see the father do. Now so when he said to these people. You cite the scriptures in them. You think you have life. But you not come to me. But he said you not come to me. That you may have life. Why won't they come to him? Let me show you why. Come with me to Mark 8. Mark chapter 8. And we see what it takes to come to him. Mark chapter 8 from verse 34. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mark 8, 34 says, When he had called the people to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him what? Deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Let's stop there. We we could go on, but we can stop there. This scripture, I wanted to use the one in Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 24. Matthew 16, 24 says the same thing. Matthew 16, 24, please. The same thing Jesus said. He said, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Exactly the same thing. But I chose Mark. You know why, Pastor Lai, I think I had this conversation with you some time ago where I said, new converts, we should make this plain to them, remember? But remember where we concluded that is not for everybody. Now, see Mark. Go to Mark. I said, I say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because I, I, sometimes you think you're abnormal. Mark 8.34. Mark 8.34. Hallelujah. Mark 8.34 says, He said to the people, He called the people to himself, And what? His disciples also. You know what I'm trying to point here? There is no other way. 
There is no other way. You know, some people imagine that there is a Christianity for the crowd. And then there is a Christianity for the commandos who really want to serve God. Is it? No, there is none. There is none. He called the people. He called the people. Everybody. Some translations will say the crowd. So everyone who wants to be a Christian. You know what? It's as simple as that. So can I help you drive your car inside my own car? For me to help you drive, what will need to happen? You need to get out of the driver's seat. And then I will come in. Some ladies say, Jesus do what? Take the wheel. To have the person of Christ in all that we've said is not compulsory. But to have the person which is a place of safety. Actually, you know, this meditation came to me because people are dying everywhere. And Christians are dying. And the Lord was ministering to me that you can hang around church and miss heaven. You can prosper even as a Christian and miss heaven. In fact, the way he put it to me, let, let me see if I wrote it down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I think I wrote it down. He said, tell my people, tell, my, tell your brothers and sisters. He said, you can enter heaven, Paul. You can enter heaven sick and sickly. You can enter heaven as a failure. Let me say failure. Failure in the eyes of the world. You can enter heaven unmarried. You can enter heaven without children. You can enter heaven illiterate. But nobody can enter heaven without a personal relationship with Jesus. Nobody can enter without being displaced by Christ. You know why? You see, in heaven, they're not going to see Canaan. They're going to see Jesus in me. They're going to see Jesus in you. Everybody coming there is coming as him. We have been made what? Joint heirs with him. In the book where the name is written, is Jesus interposing my name. Jesus interposing your name. Jesus interposing your name. That's what it is. That's what heaven is for. It's for the sons of God. All of those sons. What we learned that teaching us. He said, what is God's purpose? What is God's desire? That we all may what? Be conformed to the image of his son. This is his desire from the beginning. So the principles are there for us to live the life. The power is there for us to nullify principles when situation arises. But then the life itself is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Let's jump up on our feet. That is what it is. I want you to go to the Lord in prayer and tell him thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For your indescribable gift. When the Bible talks about the indescribable gift, it's not talking about any other thing. It's talking about him. It's talking about him. It's talking about men and women here on earth. Being gifted with Christ himself. Being gifted with his righteousness. Being gifted with his holiness. Being gifted with his wisdom. The Bible says Christ himself has become for us wisdom, righteousness, power, sanctification from God. That is who he is. The indescribable gift. That is what you should thank God for. Many things you may not have. Many things you may not hold. But there is one that has been given. And he says, preach the gospel to every creation. Let everybody hear. Let everybody know that you can have him. You can have him. He has been given. As many as received him, he gave them the right, the power, the authority to become sons of God. Today, I'm thanking you, my Lord. I'm thanking you, my God. I'm thanking you for this gift 
this indescribable gift, the gift of your person. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. My heart is open. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come and take your place. I give you room. I give you sovereign room. You, re you reign in my heart. You reign in my life. It doesn't matter what else that is happening. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Jesus, you are so beautiful to me. You are so sweet to me. You are so wonderful to me. I love you, Lord. I love you. I celebrate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your indescribable, immeasurable gift. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Now, please, can I have just all eyes closed one moment? I want to pray there is somebody here who must open up his heart today to receive that gift. You've been coming around church. You associated with the church. And you've been learning the principles. They've taught you maybe tithing. They've taught you giving. They've taught you praying. They've taught you fasting. They've taught you so many things. Or maybe they've not even taught you anything. The foundation is Christ. The foundation is Christ. The foundation is Christ. The foundation is what he did. And the journey is what he continues to do in us. He says he works in us both to will and to do. The finishing is him as well. I want to pray. Are you here today? And you have never opened up your heart to say, Jesus, come into my life. Come into my life. Take over this life. Forgive me my sins. Come and be Lord over my life. Then I want to pray with you. Anywhere you are, just raise your hand quickly so I can see you. And pray with you. Anywhere you are. You've never done that. I want us to get that done now. So that Jesus can come and take his place. Yes, 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 yes. You've never surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus. You've never asked him to come into your life. You've never welcomed him. Anywhere you are. You can raise that hand. Is there somebody there? Come, come, come. Let me pray with you. Come, come my dear. Just come. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you receive this gift. The greatest gift of all. Today is the day that they write your name in the book of life. Today is the day your sins are washed away. Please, it's not a time to consider your neighbor. It's a personal decision. And you know because while I was speaking, the Holy Spirit had already told you that you need to give your life to Jesus. You need Jesus in your heart. If you're here, I want to make the last call. Our time is going. If you want and you want to respond to the voice of the Spirit, which you had already heard, then come right now. Jesus wants to save you. He wants to come into your life today. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we give you praise. Thank you. Are you coming? Jesus is waiting for you. Jesus is waiting. God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other person? I could still wait a little more. He's waiting that you may go from here with the indescribable gift. The gift of the Son himself. The gift of the Son of God. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. Father, we want to thank you for these precious ones whose hearts, O oh Lord, you have touched. Thank you because these are loved by you. For indeed no man can come to the Son unless the Father draws him. Lord Jesus, embrace these ones with your loving arms. Let the blood you shed on the cross, let it wash their sin away.
Write their names in the book of life. Lord, let this ones from today have you take your place deep in their hearts to rule and to reign, to bless and to keep forever and ever. In the name of Jesus. You're going to go with this pastor. Their prayers is going to lead you to pray for yourself and then you join us. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Okay, the rest of us, we're going to take this prayer before we round up. Just a quick one. And the prayer we're going to praise is very simple. The Bible says, He that had not the Son does not have life. But he that has the Son has life. I believe you have the Son. Then why should I not walk in the principles? Why should I not walk in the power? Praise the Lord. Did you hear me? It means that from today, because you have the Son, you will walk in authority. He said, I give you authority over all. Let me say over all. Over all the power of the enemy. It means something is not done because God doesn't want it done. Not because the devil is stopping it. I give you authority over all the power. It includes everything. It includes everything and excludes nothing. I give you authority. Then he also is the wisdom of God for us. You can be a Christian and they will fault you in your office. Child of God, do you know of men like Daniel? The Bible says of Daniel that they tried to find fault in him, in his work. Did they find? He, all the principles, he kept it. I want you to cry to the Lord. Make me superior in power. Make me obedient in principles. Make me superior in power. Lord, make me submitted, obedient to the principles. The principles are there. Let the unbeliever not walk in the principles and have advantage over me. Lord, in every area, in every area, the Bible says concerning Daniel and his friend, it said when they were tested, they were found 10 times better than the astrologers, than the magicians of the Babylonians. Lord, today I receive the anointing. We have the Holy Ghost. That's what he does for us. He teaches us all things. He teaches us wisdom. He teaches us discipline. He teaches us patience. He teaches us long-suffering. He teaches us diligence. He teaches us humility. He teaches us all the strategies that work in this life. He enables us. He gives us counsel. He makes us wiser than our teachers. He makes us wiser than adversary. He keeps us steps ahead. Lord, I receive the anointing. I want you to pray. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. I need power. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I receive, oh Lord, the one that is superior to principles. When there is disobedience, the Bible says having a readiness to avenge every disobedience. When my obedience is complete. Lord I receive the anointing oh Lord. To discard and to uproot. To shift oh Lord. Obstructions out of the way. Lord I receive that anointing. Thank you my king and my God. 
I celebrate you, Jesus. I lift you up, my Lord and my Savior. I worship and honor you. You'll forever be my Lord. You'll forever be my champion. For you have touched me like no man can touch me. And I will follow you for the rest of my life. Can we celebrate the Lord? Can we celebrate the King of Kings? Can we celebrate the champion of all? We worship you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway, near next Cash and Carry, Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at T Father's Church. Also on Instagram, The Father Church. God bless you.